Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let There Be Talk. It is a uh, uh, solo episode today. I'm still out in Florida. I've been out here for uh, about a month now. And I, um, if, you, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, my mom passed away. So that's why I'm out here and uh, picking up the pieces exercising and uh eating right trying to get my head together and uh do some work do some work i know that's what my mom would have wanted like i said on the last episode no sick days no sick days (laughs) love you mom uh i am uh my mom lived in a retirement community so i've been out here basically and uh Fuck, man, it feels like 30 days of uh, retirement. And I'm going to be 57 in a couple weeks, February 3rd, which, by the way, I will be in Palm Springs doing a show that night if you uh, live out in the desert. But uh, it got me to thinking, I, I, you know, as much as people talk about, I uh, wish I could just kind of do nothing, I don't think I could do it. I mean, if I had a job I didn't dig, I could definitely uh, retire. You know, but then it's just weird. You got to be in an area that uh, has stuff you like to do or food you like to eat or, or something. You just run out of shit to do. Now, I've been, you know, grieving and out of my mind and everything, so it, it, it doesn't really count. I don't really know what it would be like just to live here. My mom loved it. I took my mom's friends out to dinner uh, Saturday night to celebrate my mom and uh, I get to know my mom's friends a little bit. She had some great friends and a really cool thing they said to me was, we just want to let you know that your mom really had a, a, a great, great time living here. She loved it. And uh, that's, that's really all I need to know. You know, I kept trying to figure out how to get my mom to live back in California. And you get to that, that, that time in your life where you're like, well, shit, where can you live when you're older that's cheaper? And man, the housing is uh, cheaper in a lot of places. I will say that. The housing and the gas in other states and stuff. But when you're... Uh, going out to dinner or groceries or anything like that, it's the same as California, you know? It's, so it's, it's cheaper in a, in a rent or buying something home-wise, but everything else is kind of the same. So it was, it's pretty bizarre to see that out there in the old world of uh, supply chain issues. We got supply chain issues, so uh, we're going to use that excuse for the next five years. You know, uh, they're still using that car chip. Yeah, we're low, we're low on car chips, so uh, the car's going to be uh, over retail. So, hmm. mm. a little morning coffee here. I'm uh, staying in a hotel now. I stayed in my mom's place for a month, which is, uh, God, that, that made it so tough also. I'm just in my mom's house without her, just... 
Just say, you know. You can only imagine. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of you, actually. I said it last week in your kind words and everything, but I want to give a shout out to my Patreoners today because, man, these people have just been so, so loving and, and, and amazing, especially just over the years. Just, you know, I, I thought about it. It's like I've been doing this podcast, what, 11, coming on 12 years here or something. And, uh, you know, I never missed, I never missed a Monday ever. And then I missed four Mondays and people were just beautiful. They were just like, Hey man, uh, you know, hang in there. We can't wait for you to uh, come back, but we understand, which is just great. You know, I had the awful fear of like, you don't do it for four weeks and people are like, yeah, that one's done. I'll just move over to this one. Uh, Jeremy, no last name. Thank you so much for uh, signing up on the Patreon. Jen Mabry, thank you. Uh, uh, Andrea Mix, Andrea Mix, thank you so much for joining on. Robin Yates, thank you for the love there, always. Robin Yates has got to be one of the uh, longest-running Dale Razors and f friends. Awesome. Frank Bernacki, kick ass. Another long term Dell Razor. Maximilian Vinberg. Chris Ellinger. Bobby Snakes. That sounds like a band. What was that band in the Bay Area? Uh, something Snakes. Not to be confused with Bobby Blue Bland. I don't know what that is. ZD. Z-D, Adam David Swan. Those are the new Patreons and old friends and, uh, and uh, give a love out there. Chris Dash and, and uh, Tommy. And uh, oh, oh, I mean, you know, I just got great, great family out there um, in the comedy world. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, People are always like, Hollywood fucking phonies. Hollywood's fake. And I got to tell you, man, you get there's fake people everywhere, you know? There's fake people right in your little town, your little uh, cluster of friends, your job, whatever. But um, I'll tell you, I can't even tell you how many of my comedian and musician friends and uh, quote-unquote Hollywood people reached out with just mad love and make sure I was uh, all good. So uh, I find it uh, very opposite of fake. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people that live in Hollywood and are in the biz, it's so brutal and such a grind that they, you know, you don't want to lose one of your own or your, or, or your friends lose somebody close to them or whatever. It's always massive love, I've noticed. Uh, the entire time I've been in the biz. Uh, big, big love. So, yeah, thank you. Brandon Bell. Thank you, buddy. Also. Uh, anyway, that's been my experience. And uh, 
you know, I think that the uh, Hollywood phonies, uh, like I said, I think there's just phonies in, in life and you weed those out and you, uh, you figure it out. You know, you know who the phonies are. And you just give them the old Heisman trophy, that arm out. <laughs> the Heisman. Oh, man. Anyway, that's what, uh, that's, that's how I start the show here. I just, I just trying to, uh, like I said, pick up the pieces and, and rock and roll. I've, I've, I'll tell you what I've been doing which I never, ever, ever do, is I've been watching a lot of TV because that's what you do when you're uh, retired. Just you know, I'm, I'm in full retirement mode. I'm up about 5.30 in the morning. I just get up, and then I go to the gym, keep my head together, and uh, eat breakfast at uh, Bob Evans. It's tough to find some clean food. Bob Evans. I did eat some good food today, though. Finally found some uh, pretty damn good breakfast tacos. Let me give a shout-out to that place in case you're ever out in this retirement world. The Flying Biscuit out here in uh, Florida. Not bad. Not bad. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? I'll tell you right now. You get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I'm telling you, man, you know, you got to eat clean. That's the hardest thing, to eat clean. You go out and you just, you know... You just end up eating junk. I don't do it, man. HelloFresh right now is going to give you 21 free meals plus free shipping. Yes, free meals. You, how are you going to go wrong? Do this, Del Razors. Check it out. Here's how you do it. You go to the website and you go to HelloFresh.com slash Delray21 and use the code Delray21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. I've been doing this. I, 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 I like to stay on track and keep the weight off. I want to live healthy. Uh, you know, you guys know that I had diabetes. I was fucking fat and everything. And now I like to eat super clean. We all want to save money this time of the year also. So uh, how are you going to go wrong with 21 free meals. With HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be stress-free and delicious. With over 35 weekly recipes, you have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie-smart and carb-smart recipes, or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding protein to a veggie dish. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com slash Delray21. That's the number 21. And use the code Delray21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. This is just insane. I mean, how are you going to go wrong? You know? Okay. 
let's do that. Let's do that. Let's eat healthy. Let's eat clean. Let's keep our minds rocking. Hello, fresh. Been watching a lot of TV, so I will run you through the stuff I finally got to see. All these years of this wanting to see shit. Um, you know, when the original Twin Peaks came out back in 88, 89, whatever, 90, I was uh, very, very deep into playing music and was not watching TV at all. I mean, at all. Uh, the only TV I really watched would be like Letterman at night, see what band was on, and some SNL here and there to see what band. Anything that had bands on, I was watching. MTV, back then they were showing fucking concerts and stuff. I was all over MTV, but I didn't watch regular TV. And I remember Twin Peaks was a fucking sensation, you know? And... I watched a couple here and there in hotel rooms, and if you didn't watch it from episode one, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. And even if you watched episode one all the way through to the uh, end of season two, you still probably don't know what the fuck is going on. But I've finished season one, and, uh, and then I'm on uh, episode two of season two, and... The reason I wanted to fire this up was what, what brought me to thinking about it was years and years and years ago, my mom and I uh, and a buddy of mine came to Florida to go to Disney World the first time. And we'd never been to Disney World. And my mom's like, let's go to Disney World because we love Disneyland. So we flew out. And it was during Hurricane Andrew, I believe, hit. Let me see what year that was. And let's see, Hurricane Andrew. Hurricane Andrew. Uh, it's, they, were, they got so many hurricanes down here, they're going to end up like renaming them. Hurricane Andrew 2. Hurricane Andrew Jr. Okay, let's see what year this is. 92. Okay, so we fly out in 92 to go to Disney World, and Hurricane Andrew had just hit, and, uh, but Disney World was still open, but there was a lot of Florida was tore up. It, it was a, uh, a Category 5, struck the Bahamas in Florida. So me and my buddy... And my mom were out here, and one of the days I think Disneyland was closed because of it, so we didn't have anything to do. So me and my buddy went to go see uh, Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, the film. And that was playing at the time. And I, I absolutely am a David Lynch freak, you know? I mean, beyond. And I was thinking, like, you know, I wonder why I never saw Twin Peaks, but then I realized why was because I was playing music, like I said before. And so I was like, all right. So we go to see Fire Walk with me, me and my buddy, and we just didn't even know what the hell was going on. <laughs> but it was, it's David Lynch, so it's always going to be wacky and cool to watch. So anyway, long, long, long story short, 
um, I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch this and get all caught up and then watch the new season, the new one from 2017 or whatever on Showtime. And I had a free Paramount Plus subscription from my iPhone. So I go, fuck it, I'm watching this. So I start watching it. And, you know, one thing I realize, it's kind of like a soap opera, of course. Everybody's fucking everybody. There's drugs and stuff. But when I was young, my appendix went out, and I got hooked on watching soap operas. And, and one thing on soap operas, the theme is there's always going to be at least one person in a coma. <laughs> there's, there's always, for some reason, the character wants to go on vacation for six weeks or they're negotiating his contract. So, boop, put him in a coma. And then they just use this stock footage of him laying in there. You know, Timmy, Timmy, can you hear me? Timmy. Anyway, the, the Twin Peaks right now, I'm on episode two, season two, and they're, uh, spoiler alert, from 30 years ago or whatever, but. There's two people in a coma. <laughs> you got dual comas. I never heard of anybody getting shot and being in a coma from being shot, but that's what's going on. But hats off to uh, David Lynch, and uh, I'm hooked on this, this fucking nutty shit, and I absolutely love it. Parts of it, I'm like, this is so fucking dumb, but so great. But, you know, there's no one probably greater that... that than like David Lynch as far as the weirdest films ever. I've seen all his films multiple times. My favorite being Mulholland Drive. And uh, a lot of people uh, didn't see Inland Empire. Uh, I saw that in the theater. It was like four hours long in the theater. David Lynch is just absolutely uh, incredible. And just, you know, dark shit to watch while I'm dealing with my mom's stuff. I'm like, you know. Well, I will tell you this. What I did watch before, because my mom and I loved The Godfather. Godfather 1 and 2, and we went and saw Godfather 3 when it came out. I never forgot it. We went to see it. We came out. I think it was around Christmas. We came out. We're like, wow. <laughs> what happened there? But I watched The Offer. And if you haven't seen that, it is a, uh, it's kind of a uh, show about how they got the, uh, the Godfather made, fictional, fictional stuff, but just incredible. I loved it. I love this thing they offer. So I'm just, I'm just engulfed in TV. It's so weird to think about just watching TV like I just don't watch TV, you know, because I, I work at night and... And uh, I'm just obsessed with comedy and music. And, and yeah, I got Gertie, which I fucking miss Gertie so bad, man. Um, you know, so I, I'm just, I, I just, I don't know. There's something in me as I sit down and start to watch something. I'm like, oh, man, I got to be doing something. And, uh, you know, that just happens. But anyway, so I watched The Offer. I watched Twin Peaks. I'm still going to, I'm going to finish Twin Peaks. I'm kind of fired up. And then uh, I watched the Phil Linnett doc, finally. Thin Lizzy, Phil Linnett. Good doc, not the best. Every time I watch these docs, I think because I interview musicians all my life, or not all my life, but the last 11 years, 
I'm always like, man, there's so many holes in this. You know, like, there's a lot of holes. There's, uh, there's, there's no John Sykes on it, by the way. So I'm sure there's a reason, obviously. And, um, you know, it's beautifully done because it's his family's there and uh, it weaves in and out with his daughters and his ex-wife or, you know. And, and it's great to see some of the old footage, man. You know, I was listening to some old Thin Lizzy after I watched it. You know, whenever you watch a, a music doc, next thing you know, you're like, I'm only listening to Thin Lizzy for the next six months. You know, you, you just go crazy on it. But uh, there's a song that I forgot about that is so fucking good. And it's on the, uh, here, let me get it for you. It's Showdown, if you, if you know that song. Oh, there it is. It came on. I just accidentally turned it on, but it's, it's just beautiful. So if you've ever gotten the, you know, the early Thin Lizzy records, the ones, um, you know, when they first come around, it's such a trip, man. Like Vagabonds and Nightlife. And, uh, you know, the step before Jailbreak, uh, you know, Johnny the Fox record, some of these records that don't, you know, that weren't the big, big uh, hits, but you go on it and you're like, well, you know, Johnny the Fox has Don't Believe a Word, which is incredible. Um, Sweet Marie. But anyway, this song, Showdown, it's so fucking good, man. I mean, it just blows my mind how good it is. And uh, they did a deluxe edition of uh, the Nightlife record, which is really cool because there's all these different versions of Showdown. There's some live BBC stuff. Anyway, so I finally got to see the, that dog. And uh, next, I think tonight, I'm going to watch the Dio doc finally. And get that out of the way. Get my, I'm getting all my TV out of the way before I start to go back to work. And maybe get some fun jokes out of that. I've been trying to figure out how to work my mom into the, uh, into the world. I've, I've, I've told a lot of stories about my mom over the years, you know. And I figure once, once or, or twice a, an episode, I'll drop a little nugget here and there. But... Uh, like I said on the last episode, just waves of memories coming. And, uh, and also, you know, it's still really tough. You know, I saw, uh, I broke into my mom's computer. <laughs> I had to break into my mom's computer. I didn't really break into it. Moms, they, they don't have any, you know, you just turn their computer on and it's all there. That's how older people are, you know. Uh, it's just there. So I found a file of photos, just so many great photos of my mom and uh, grabbed all those. And, uh, and you know, it just, it just tore me up. There's like a lot of photos in there of us or me doing music or comedy over the years. And... Uh, it just made me feel good that she was probably uh, really proud of, of what I've done with my life, you know? I didn't turn out to be a, a 
you know, drug loser. I mean, it could have went that way early on, man. I was just getting high and partying and, you know, it's like, I'm rock and roll. And then somewhere along the line, you're like, wait a minute. No, no, man. I, I want to do this stuff for my, for life. And then you figure out how to keep your head together and actually dive into the art of uh, music or comedy or whatever you're doing. And the other stuff is just kind of bullshit. And, uh, you know, anyway, it was, it was so, so great to get these photos. I'm going to make a, a book for my mom, a little book at my house. And I've got a, I've got a video that really tore me up. It's tough to, it's tough to like watch videos of someone so close to you, like my mom, right now. You know, I can't really, I, I, I'm glad I have them, but oh man. Yeah, because they're alive on the video and you're just like, oh my God, this is fucking brutal. You know, but I'm glad I got it. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I watched the uh, Phil Lennett doc, Twin Peaks, The Offer, and I've been watching football. <laughs> That's what you do when you, uh, like I said, I stopped watching football. Football to me years ago was something I watched when I was hungover on a Sunday, and I grew up on the 49ers. My mom loved football, like, you know, 49ers, Raiders, we'd go to games, and, we, man, I watched so many 49ers games, playoff games, championship, Super Bowls, Montana, Steve Young, all of that at my mom's house on the couch, just fucking fried, screaming and yelling, you know. Uh, congrats to the 49ers. It's going to be a classic, man. We're going to have uh, 49ers and the Cowboys. That is old school rock and roll right there, man. It's going to be wild. So, uh, looking forward to watching that game. I watched all the games this weekend. That's what, I, that's what I did. At the gym, watched a little football. When I watched the Cowboys game last night, I don't know how anybody watches sports on the East Coast. I don't know how you do it. The game was on at 8.15. First of all, like I said, I'm in this retirement mode. I go to bed at like 9.00. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home. I'm going to have to re-fucking-train myself. A uh, new sleep pattern. I go to bed usually around 9, get up at 5.30. Walk around and, and uh, see people out in the neighborhood. People with names like Carl or Marge. Old people names. Carl, that was my grandfather's name. It's such an old-school name. I like it, Carl. If you were Carl, would you be C-A-R-L or K-A-R-L? I go with the C. It's a little smoother, you know? C-A-R-L. Anyway, uh, I don't know how you watch sports out on the East Coast. Everything starts at like 8 and goes till midnight. It's, you know, people got to work in the morning. They're just like, yeah, that's how it is. East Coast, if you're into sports, you're just fucked. You have to watch the games in the middle of the night. Which is just crazy. Mm. Oh, man. Or coffee. Um, Jeff Beck. Brutal. Brutal, man. 
It was pretty dark. Dark for me. It still is, but it was just pretty dark. My mom was gone. I'm dealing with all her stuff. Then Jeff Beck dies. Then Lisa Marie dies. And Lisa Marie uh, Presley, that was just scary to me because she's younger than me. And you just start getting all these uh, really gnarly thoughts, man. You know, my mom passed away at 78. I'm going to be 57 in a couple weeks. And you start going like, fuck, you know. And, and, and as cheesy as it is, it's been said a million times, but you got to get up and live your life each day because no day is guaranteed. That's, that's not some Tony Robbins shit. That is just real right there, punch in the face shit. You know? You're like, man, I don't need all this shit in my house. I just need health, good friends, and, and to be happy. And, you know, fucking scary. Lisa Marie Presley, I, I, I met her a few times. I had been to her house for a holiday party years ago. My buddy did sound for her for years. Uh, uh, Linda Perry worked with her. Uh, this other guy that I knew uh, married her and played in her band. He... He worked at uh, Guitars R Us. So, you know, uh, it was just it was just brutal week. Jeff Beck. I got to thinking, I was talking to my buddy Joey, and as much as, you know, Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix, and I would say like Jimmy Page, as much as those guys are the gods to me, I started thinking about it over the last week as I was watching Jeff Beck clips over and over. I watched tons of them. And maybe it's because I'm getting older. But as I listen to Jeff Beck now, um, I think that he may be the greatest of all time just because nobody, nobody sounds like him. And nobody can really do, apparently, because I haven't heard it, what he does. I met Jeff Beck twice. And uh, I saw Jeff Beck once. And that was at the House of Blues with uh, Vinny Caluda on drums and Tall on bass. And it just blew my mind. I remember Ed Berman called me and said, hey, I got these Jeff Beck tickets. I can't make it. Do you want them? And uh, I was at the comedy store every night, and House of Blues was across the street. And I didn't want to miss any comedy, but I was like, you know what? I could do my set, and then I'll go across the street, and I'll watch Jeff Beck. And man, was I happy I did that. I never forgot it. I called Ed after, and I was like, dude, that shit was insane. You know, what What I love about his lead playing is it's just smooth, but erratic at the same time. But it's not erratic in like a Miles Davis live at the Fillmore, because that's when Miles Davis is really kooky. I mean, it's just like, whoa, you know, where almost sometimes you're like, holy shit, I don't know if I can listen to this right now. It's just so like, but Jeff Beck, is, his, his playing is erratic, it's outside the box, but it's smooth and beautiful. Really wild. I dug into uh, all kinds of YouTube videos 
all his eras, of course. I love, you know, when Rod Stewart and him together, that was just crushing. It was weird because the week before Jeff Beck died, I was listening to quite a bit of Jeff Beck because um, they were playing him on Sirius XM one day, and I was like, oh, man, what song is this record on? And then I dove down that rabbit hole, you know, of just finding it. And, uh, you know, you got all these different eras of Jeff Beck. And, uh, you know, I was digging into the... uh, the Jeff Beck group and you got the uh the song here I love ice cream cakes oh my god so good just different eras man of this guy and oh hot rod freak so the first time I met him I was on tour with the Rolling Stones and I remember I was backstage and they were they were having the uh pre-party and I look over to my left, and I'm like, oh, fuck. That's Jeff Beck. Now, I had, you know, pretty much in my life met most of the people uh, I've always wanted to meet or, you know, out and about in concerts or anything in L.A. Eventually, you kind of see everyone, even if you don't meet them, you see. But Jeff Beck was somebody you never saw. I never saw this guy out, you know. Um, so I saw him, I go, Oh God, Jeff Beck, that is rad. But the cool time I met him was, uh, after the night I saw him at the house of blues the next morning, I was eating at the one-on-one cafe and he came walking in. I was like, Oh my God, Jeff Beck. So I saw him, I go, Hey dude, saw you last night. Unbelievable. And he's like, Oh, thanks man. And we started talking about cars. And I was like, for like, we talked like five minutes, maybe 10 or something. And I was like, oh my God, I just talked to Jeff Beck. You got to look at that guy. Yardbirds all the way to a few weeks ago touring with Johnny Depp. This guy has been playing his whole life and, and, and just killing it. Apparently... Somebody's going to know on the, that listens to the show, but I was watching this clip of him sound checking with Guns N' Roses on the Illusions tour, and they're playing Locomotive. And it's an it's amazing clip because Joe Perry and Steven Tyler are on the, sitting on the stage watching this sound check. And apparently he was going to sit in with them, and I don't know what, this, what happened. I should Google it and find out. But uh, why they were learning the tune or showing it to Jeff Beck and and rehearsing it, uh, I guess uh, Matt Sorum's cymbals fucked up Jeff Beck's ears. That's that's what I was reading in the comments. And then I guess his ears were, he didn't end up playing that night. His ears were fucked for like four years. So I want to look into that, man. Oh my God, I can't imagine you're just, you're just rehearsing a tune to play with GNR and all of a sudden you just get cymbal ear. Four years? Now, I don't know if that's true or whatever. If anybody knows, uh, shoot me over the, um, the uh, story somewhere. I'll, I'll find it on Google. But, man, that's horrific if that happened. There's nothing worse, man. My ears are getting worse and worse. It's going to be... I, I've been going by a lot of hearing aid stores while I'm out here in the retirement community. And I was like, well, I got a lot of time. Maybe I'll just uh, do a little research on uh, hearing aids. Ship John's got hearing aids. 
But I want the ones that go in your ear. I don't want the one that goes around your ear because I wear glasses. And I don't want my glasses sitting on the fucking hearing aid. But I think I'm ready. I'm, I am fucking... I'll tell you, I beat myself up at a young age. You got to watch out, man. I wear earplugs all the time now. But, you know, my uh, neck was fucked from motorcycles. My hands, my wrists are fucked up from motorcycles. Um, my, my knees sometimes. A lot of motorcycle from riding motorcycles for years and years and years. And, and my ear fried from guitars and motorcycles and concerts. And I was born with shitty ears. I had to get tubes in my ears when I was a kid. I had shit ears, always infections and stuff. So I've uh, had ear problems most of my life. But, uh, you know, hearing aid time's going to be coming. Like I said, man, it gets scary. It gets scary getting old. Um, let's see, what else do I got for you guys here? That, so that, oh, I, I did want to bring this up. Shout out to Social Distortion, 40 years, 40 years in the, in the biz Mike Ness has been rocking Social D for 40 years, and he does those holiday shows every year, just 25 shows in the L.A. area, and just killing it. He did the Fillmore in San Fran like four nights, and uh, 40 years, man. I, I used to go see Social D so much every year. I booked him a bunch when I was working in the concert industry. I, I saw him a lot. And man, are, are, is he great. I mean, you know, it's different members now. I remember Chuck D, or Chuck Biscuits, Chuck D. Chuck D, yeah! I'm in the social distortion word. I remember uh, Chuck Biscuits was playing drums for him for a while. Which, by the way, I saw a clip of that classic Danzig band again. Erie Vaughn, Chuck Biscuits, and uh, uh, John Christ. Still one of the greatest three pieces of uh, metal I've seen in a long time. None of those guys are even around. So weird. But anyway, Chuck Biscuits uh, was playing ba uh, drums when I saw Social D last, which is a long time ago. House of Blues. I saw him on one of those holiday runs. That was the last time I saw Social D. Love that song, Drug Train. Unreal. Um, anyway, shout out to that. And, you know, I've been just surfing along on uh, YouTube and TV, stumbled across Napoleon Dynamite clips again, and just remembered what a great film that was, Napoleon Dynamite. A lot of nostalgia today on this fucking podcast. A lot of nostalgia, just sitting around thinking about life's pretty fucking good, man. Um... Anyway, so I'm hoping to, um, let's see, I'm hoping to go home on uh, Friday uh, after being out here for a month, and then I'm going to go to Yosemite, and I'm going to uh, scatter my mom's ashes at the place we met, Yosemite National Park, and, uh, you know, she loved Yosemite. That's where I was born. 
And uh, I think it's only right to go out there. I think it'll be beautiful. Whew, man. And then I'm going to try to start working again. I'm going to go to New York City on January 28th and do a show with Joey Diaz. And I, I cannot tell you how uh, good it'll feel to get back on stage and to hang out with Joey. I haven't seen Joey since uh, about a, uh, maybe seven, eight months, a year. He came down and uh, did a spot with Burr and I at the PNC Center in Jersey. And uh, I love the guy. And he's been calling me every day, him, Burr, Marin, Ian, like I said, all these guys supporting, big love, you know, awesome. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go to New York and do some uh, comedy. And then I will be in uh, Palm Springs, like I said, on my birthday, February 3rd. And then I will be at the Punchline in San Francisco, February 22 through 25. So those are some shows coming up. Oh, Ely, Nevada also. I will be in Ely, Nevada on February 17, 18. And uh, some of the stuff will be up on the website. I'll get it up there in the next couple days. Anyway, that's where I'm at. And, uh, you know... Hoping to, uh, hoping to uh, just keep it together. And uh, thank you all for always tuning in and your love out there. Keep the candles lit. And uh, hope to see you at some shows. And uh, hope everything's good with you guys. I will see you soon.